Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. everybody. It's Maria with Girl Water Your Grass. And I just wanted to preface this next episode that y'all are going to love. You're in for such a treat. But I'm actually not able to be present for this recording. I'm getting married very soon. And with everything going on, I was not able to be a part of this. But I will be back. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Girl Water Your Grass. We are so excited to have a super special guest with us here today. My new friend who just brings so much joy and lights up a room, Mr. Oscar Sheepway. Welcome to the pod. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to share what God has put in me with a lot of different people. I'm very excited. Well, we're excited to have you. And, you know, it is just amazing to see someone that has the platform that you have. And, you know, a lot of people get lost in the fame and it becomes about them. But you really have just this humility about you and are using your platform to point to him and to build the kingdom. So, you know, I would love to hear just a little bit about, you know, we everyone knows about your basketball, but you're so much more than that. You're not just a basketball player. You are a man on a mission to help build the kingdom here on earth and that you know that it's not about you, but it's about him. And you're just, you can see the joy that radiates in you. So just tell us a little bit about your backstory and, um, you know, coming from a family of seven and your desires to keep that going. Well, like you say about basketball, people knows about basketball, people knows about this. Basketball is what we do, but it's not who we are. Uh, who we are, is we are the children of God. Like for me, I know I did not become who I am by my own strength. I become who I am by the strength of God. He granted me. And uh, I came from, I was born in a family of seven, but uh, one of my holy brother, he died before I was born. So he died before I was born. And um, so now we are just six. So and now I'm the fifth person in my family. My younger brother is the last so like um, I'm just very excited to to see what God is doing in my life, and uh, what God is putting in me. It's like a seed. God has planted a seed in me, and that seed I'm using it now. I'm watering the seed. It's growing. It's now it start feeding many people. That's uh, like a lot of people are being fed fed with, uh, with the word of God. Is it something you need? Courage, because sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't need to do this. I just can do my own things. But is the things God has planted in you? Now you find it, 
now you use it. Now you start like helping a lot of different people. So I'm just happy to do that. And you're doing it. I wish y'all could see his shirt here. You know, we don't have a video, we have audio, but God is good. And that, you know, it is, it is so true. He's so good. And whenever we surrender our life to him and, and water that, we say, girl, water your grass. But when we water that grass and water that seed, then it begins to grow and to become something far more fulfilling than just the life of basketball, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And now to everybody too, God is God of potential and God has given potential to everything he created. So if you come here, you say, well, I don't have potential. I can't do this. I can't do this. I feel like you are lying to yourself. For me, I came from Africa. I came here with uh, no money, no food, no clothes. But the only thing I know, and I came here with nothing, but the only thing I had is God. Because I know my dad used to tell me, whatever you find yourself, don't feel lonely. God is by you. He's going to help you. He's going to feed you. He's going to take care of you. Just trust him. More many people I find out they are talking a lot about God. We love God. I do this for God. But they don't really submit it deeply in their heart. God is not a God who you can serve him. You serve God and you serve the world. It is so hard for God to really focus on you and do things for you when you're not 100% committed to him. Don't trust him. But the difference between me and a lot of different people is because I trust him and I submitted to him. I take most of my time just for me and God because I know all these things we are working for. Many people are spending 24 hours on this to, to turn up to try to make a living, to try to do things. Why the scriptures say, Matthew 6.33, seek for his kingdom and his righteousness and everything shall be given to you. When I discovered the Bible verse, and I was like, wow, I'm about to be a rich man because I will seek his kingdom and his righteousness because the Bible says he does not lie. And I'm going to see what God will do for me. Absolutely. Three years ago from today, I started seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And God has just blown my life with everything. And I'm living with happy, joy, happiness, all those things, because I choose to submit 100% to seek his kingdom. I love it. I love it. You get to go out to Jimmy's farm and just sit out there and see the beauty that he's created. You know, I love what you said there talking about you cannot serve two gods. You can't serve the world and you can't serve God. And I think a lot about um, a book that I've read in the past. It's some pretty deep stuff, but City of God and City of Man. And I would mm -hmm. just love to hear your, um, just your outlook and kind of your plan, because we know that the NBA and the basketball world, man, they are into materialism. They can't get enough bling and enough gold chains and enough um, Ferraris or whatever it is. So how yeah. are you going to resist that? lifestyle being around it because we do know you become the people you hang around how are you going right. to stay grounded in who you are whenever you do have you know when you can't afford it it's not very hard to resist it but whenever you can go buy whatever you want how yes. are you going to stay grounded within that the problem is uh jesus talked about this darkness cannot drive out darkness only lights can drive out darkness if you are going to the place, you know this place is dark and you are light, you're going to shine and you're going to try to shine all those places. I know I'm not saying NBA is dark, NBA is dark. NBA is a place where I'm not saying no many people really submit 100% because the more people, the place, the, uh, even the Bible says, the place where there's a lot of treasures, 
that's when there's many people's heart. You know, um, I'm going there for very good one reason, and I don't matter. God will take me there. No matter what people decide, it's not people who will take me there. It's God himself who will take me there because he wants me to spread the light of Jesus. Jesus is the light that darkness you can never extinguish. But if you stand for Jesus, you're going to face many trials. The world is going to hate you. But as the Bible says, those who resist until the end, they're going to be saved. So I'm going to go there to try to help my brothers, everybody, my brothers, sisters, everyone in here. So everyone I receive light, you will receive life, you will have an eternal life. And um, there's many things, people, Ferrari, cars, all these things, it's good. My favorite car, by the way, is the Lambo. If I get the Lambo, I'll be good. And, <laughs> <laughs> you look good driving that Lambo. <laughs> I'll, I'll be good. But like my my purpose is to go and try to help many because I don't want people to fall in love with the money because money money won't take you anywhere. It's a tool. Money, tool. To, money is the, is the soul of the thing. The Bible says you don't serve two masters. Jesus did not say the devil. The devil is not even competing with that. Right. The only thing, the only thing is competing a little bit with God, people are falling in love with this money because people are falling in love with too much with money and they start forget about God. Yeah. But if they can submit to God more, because the more time you spend God, the Bible says, store your treasure in heaven where no thief can break and steal it, no monkey can break it, no anything can ruin it. But if you if you store your treasure down here, you're going to lose it because nobody, they're going to steal it. Soon you die in these places, your family took everything. People stealing all, everything you had. But if you had nothing up there, you are dead. You are spiritually dead. That's why I'm trying to help many people to know that, not just to live here, but to have them to renew their mind, like the Bible says. People change by renewing their mind. Jesus came and said, repent. What is a repent means? Repent to us. Renew your mind. Don't fix your eyes on the things down here. Fix your eyes on the things above. That's what we're going to have a great life. I love it. I love it. And right, you, there's there's nothing wrong with money. It's the love of money. And it's putting the money on God, God, right? So money is a tool that we need to live our right. lives. And we can do a lot of great things. I'm sure you're going to do a lot of great things in, back home. But it's it's that love of money, so it's keeping it ordered in the proper yeah. order and not being and being detached, right? Like if yeah. I have money, great, and if I don't have money, great. And something I just see in you that you are doing is you do have a solid group of amazing people around you that right. keep you grounded and keep you, you know, where you need to be, and that's just so admirable and mm -hmm. so important, right? And it's you are you're you. I've been around a lot of athletes in my time and you have this light about you. And all I can say is it's the light of Christ. And, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. He, if he is in us, he will shine through us and he will bring this light and love to us. And so it's, it's inspiring. So tell us maybe just about one of the biggest failures or difficulties you've had growing up and how you learned from it. The biggest failure in my life, it was uh, probably, uh, I came to America falling into some, friends and I wanted to be just like them to enjoy life to go out to do many many things but it took me out from God and I was doing crazy things go out enjoy time a lot of different things enjoy time with girls every time you think that everything was normal 
I lose my faith when I lost my dad. I was like, if God, my daddy was the one who helped us with everything. I was uh, relying on my dad and everything. He was paying for our school. He was doing everything. He was working harder. He was a man. He was serving. He was a. He was like. Um, he was a preacher in the New Apostolic Churches, Christian back home. But my dad passed without sickness, without anything. He just wake up. He called me. Come here. I want to talk to you for minutes. He talked to me for a couple minutes. He told me many good things. 30 minutes later, he's passed for no reason. I said, how old were you? I was 12. Yeah. He told, me, he told me all those great things. And I said, listen, listen, you're going to be this. 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 You don't know who you are. But one day you're going to see it. Keep it. Keep being a good kid. Keep it. So he told me many great things. And I said, well, why is he telling me all this for, for no reason? But 30 minutes left, and he died. And I lose my faith in that moment. I didn't want to pray again. I said, God, God loves us. Why take my dad? My dad was the only one. He was doing everything for us. He was doing this. Now we could not even go to school. We used to go to school. Sometimes I miss school for months because my mom, she could not afford it. Sometimes it was up and down. You go to school, excuses all the time. My mom, she's going to write not to give to school. So like, I was so tired. She had some of my brother, they never even graduated from university, college, anything. So the life was hard. I lose my belief. I came to America. But my mom, she was like, pray, I was praying. Came to America, I, I just got to some life too. Life was complicated. But I was trying things so hard. I was believing in hard work. So I can work harder. I will get everything I need in life. I don't need Ungodly God. Ungodly self-reliance, right? Self-reliance. <laughs> I, I don't need God. I can be good. I went through anxiety, stressful, many things. I came to America without speaking English at the age of 15. My life was horrible, like food. I came to America with no money. I had no phone. I was talking to my mom once a month, twice a month. When you came, yes, when you came to a new place, you need to be in your family. You tell your mom everything. So you got so many good things you want to tell your mom. You can't. You have no phone. The school phone, they allowed you. They only open Saturday when your parents take in car. Sometimes you're going to be on the phone or like a Saturday waiting for your family to come. They did not call. They try to call and sometimes it's not working. So I went through many, many things. But one night I was sleeping in um, 2000. It was 2018, 19. And I saw my daddy came on my dream. And he said, you are, you are going through many, many things. But he gave me one book of my dream. I was just, man, I'm a angel. They open, tried to open the book. I did not know what book was. And I was like, wow, I don't know. And I wake up. <laughs> and, I, and I wake up in the morning, anxiety. My friend, he told me, you're going to fail. You're never going to make it. You can't speak English. College, you need to speak English. You need to get good grade to play college basketball. You need many good things. And I think this was 2017, 18. And uh, so I did not know what to do. Anxiety. I was going through pain, struggle, many things. I did not know how to handle everything to finish it. But when my dad handed me that book, I went to class the next day. There was this uh, professor. He said, Oscar, do you like reading Bible? 
I said, I used to read the Bible, but I don't read it anymore. I said, well, do you like one? Maybe you can read it. And I said, absolutely, I'll read one if you got me one. He got me the Bible. It was in the English version. Like, well, I came to read English, but he got me something in English. <laughs> <laughs> I came to read English. I got the Bible. And they told me, uh, they give me, they got me school iPad. They said, you can download a Bible on your phone too. You can read it, you can print French, you can read it. The moment when I opened the Bible, it was um, the book of Matthew. I was reading the book of Matthew, having conversation with Jesus. When I heard it, Jesus say, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek him first. Seek him, his righteousness. And everything you're looking for, he's going to give it to you. I was like, and it said again, everything is possible to those who believe in God. They walk harder. You can do anything through Christ who give you strength, anything, the mentality. So I said, so what one should I believe? People, or should I believe the Bible? The Bible says everything is possible to anyone who believes in God and work hard. And the Bible says, seek before God's kingdom and his righteousness. It says everything shall be given to you. It was very tough. Now I say, I've been believing in people for many times, many long time, but like, nah, this has not helped me. Let me now try to relay on the Bible. Let me try to not pay attention on people. I mean, the moment I make that decision, it was the decision is changing my life until today. And I start believing I can do all things to Jesus Christ who give me strength. And I start going, whenever people are telling me, I say, you're just talking. I would just trust God. I just trust the Bible. So I became so close friend with the Bible. And uh, in that moment, Things start changing. God, he removed me where I was to that school. He sent me to another school. Another school was battle, battle. I made it through. And I went to West Virginia. To West Virginia, life was difficult. Everything was very difficult. Whatever, starting from high school. And I decided to leave West Virginia to come to Kentucky. And God had just done amazing things for me because my belief. And I don't, I don't, you might tell me some things. I'm not just going to believe you. I have to come in here, meditate, ask God, pray about it. I can't do anything. That's why God saved me. And I did not know he was calling me to be a preacher, to be a speaker, like motivation speaker, because right now I'm helping kids around the world, African kids, every country in Africa. They dear me, ask mentor me. I want you to mentor me. I say, I wish I had all that time to do that. But I got my friend, Jimmy. Uh, I got Jimmy and Jockey. Sometimes I send the people to Jockey. Say, oh, yeah. to this. Jockey's great. He's great. Talk to Jockey. Talk to Jockey because I don't have a time. My time is limited. Yeah. As well, since the moment I make a decision to open the Bible and start become close to God, and uh, God has become close to me than ever before. And he's done. He's done amazing things. The talent I have, he hired more talent to me because... Uh, and make sure everything God is giving to you, make sure you give a glory back to him because he, the people say God does not really need anything back. He does not. But like he expects something from you after he gives you something. He expects you something like glory be to God. God, everything God is giving to you, he doesn't want to be hiding because God does not do things about hiding. Show people what God has done for you so he can get more people they can, he can do for them too. That's why, that's what I am today. And I'm very excited. I cannot wait to see where God is taking me.
It's so exciting. It's so interesting to see, you know, you see the father's details working. When you get to where you are now, you see that he was always working in your life. Even when you did fall away, the Holy Spirit was always active and he planted that seed in you and, and he's always there and he's just waiting for your yes. And, Amen. you know, and, and finding it on your own and coming back on your own makes you so much stronger than just because mm -hmm. mom and dad told you they, they planted the seeds and they were there. And when you made that decision, he was always working in your life. And you know why things changed when you moved to Kentucky, because you moved to God's country. <laughs> no, it's a you a great place. It's a special place. I am in a special place, and I am very blessed to be here. And I think, and I pray for all these people, God, you can do anything for them, help them, fulfill oh. their, uh, whatever they're praying for. Life, uh, Life is so simple when you submit it to God. Mm -hmm. it won't, I won't it will be easy. It's the hardest life to live when you choose to follow Jesus because you got to pick up a cross mm -hmm. and follow Jesus. I love that, you said that because I think so many people have this vision of if you give your life to Christ, it's going to be easy and it's all roses and lollipops. And that's not true. And I have this belief in this thought all the time of if Jesus Christ, his only son, didn't get to heaven without massive suffering, why do we think we won't have any crosses? And it's in those crosses that mold us and shape us. And mm -hmm. it's a huge cross that you lost your father at 12 years old, that you came right. over here by yourself at 15. I mean, these are big crosses, but they've molded yes. and shaped you and formed you. And tell us a little bit about the value of suffering that's, that you've had in your life. Suffering is not bad. I start thanking God for allowing suffering, trouble into my life. I say, God, thank you so much. Because if you never allowed that, I'll never be where I am today. Because I always don't think life is always like that. You just keep living it. Sometimes uh, God allowed trouble into your life. It's so you can change the directions. Maybe you are going the wrong direction. Maybe the Holy Spirit is screaming at you. You are going the wrong direction. You are going the wrong direction. You don't hear the Holy Spirit because wake you're so up. busy. Yes, wake up, wake up. The only way God is saying, I had to get him back is to allow trouble. Because yeah. if I trouble, he got you. Now in that moment, sometimes God is going to set you up in a position. You got to believe him. You have to believe him. If you don't believe him, you won't make it. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. You, yes. Uh, so trouble is not bad. To those everyone who's going through trouble, sometimes God just wants you back. Sometimes God wants to talk to you so much, he can't get you. Sometimes he has to send you to the hospital for two weeks, three weeks. Be by yourself. You can't think it right because you've been in a group of so many people. He can't talk to you. Now, when you're by yourself in a hospital on a bed, it's not because God hates you. No, because he can heal you, but he just wanna, he wants you to pay attention to him. He wants to come to you. You are doing something wrong. After you get out here, don't go back to whatever you used to do. I want you to go this. The, the suffering is, it is good. The Paul say, my brothers and sisters, uh, rejoice when you are going to trial any type, any circumstance. Give thanks to God, rejoice, because after you finish all the, you're going to see your endurance, your faith is going to grow. You, the way you think about God, you're going to change. You're going to, you're going to start thinking about God different. Oh, wow, God has saved me from whatever I was going through now. 
stand to live that. Now I gotta operate with that. That's why struggle is not bad. Many people are struggling right now. They are saying many, many things. They're saying crazy, crazy things. They are saying God you forgive, forget them. God does not forget anyone. But God is teaching us. The sign of a struggle is a sign that God, either you're not doing something wrong, either you are being so distracted by many people. God wants to talk to you. God wants you to do many good things, but you can't. Some people, even God has sent the sign struggle, everything. They still doing the bad thing. They are choose to keep in doing that. But like uh, struggle is not bad. It helps you grow, trying to come to fellowship with God and trying to grow is your relationship with them and you're going to find yourself you start living different life because God has called you for something great and God too he has a mission for every human being don't just say I appear I have nothing to do we struggle too much as people because of not knowing what to do the Bible says my people are perishing for lack of knowledge the problem with us we want to figure things out by ourselves instead of trying to listen to him because he has a plan and a purpose for our life. But if you really want to figure things out by yourself, then God won't help you. God is the God he wants you to pay attention to him to help you. But if you don't pay attention to him, then you're going to live with anxiety, stress, because not knowing what to do, then you're perishing instead of take your time trying to follow him, and he's going to make your path straight, and he's going to tell you what to do, and now you're going to know what you were born to do. Now you're going to start doing the things God wants you to do. It will be tough, but he won't bring you stress. He won't bring you anxiety. He won't bring you. going to release many things out of you because you know what you were born to do. Many people don't know. Yeah, that's, what that's I'm saying. right. And I love that. And it's even when we're not doing things wrong, we have that ungodly self-reliance where we think we don't need him. And when we have the struggles and you have nothing, you have to turn to him. So it, it really is suffering is for, for us. It's for us. It's not against us. It's for us. And I love that explanation. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you are so intentional about making sure you, we're all busy. This is like a culture of busyness, busy, busy, busy. And the devil loves busyness because he distracts us, Right. And how you are so intentional about making sure you have that time that keeps you peaceful and keeps you in right relationship. How do you make sure that you are prioritizing that time with all that you have on your plate? It is a busyness is the enemy of God. If you really want to make yourself the enemy with God is trying to be, be too much busy and pay attention and like focusing on things. Oh, trying to be a friend with the world. Be a friend of be, be a friend with the world. You are making yourself enemy of God. So no matter what you do in your life, you gotta make sure. Like I was touching, like last night I had a dream. I was people were asking me how they can live my their life like me. How do I manage my time? How does I do this? I say, get the notes. I'm gonna teach you how to manage your time. You know, write down. And you're going to see, the one thing God really hates from us is idols. God hates idols. People have so many idols, they don't even know. People have so many idols, they say, I'm a child of God, I worship, I do all these things. Oh. Yes. Right, we <laughs> so, all like obsessed with these poems. It's like... That is the one thing. That's why I try and do my best. Sometimes I leave my house and just say, I'm not, I'm not taking phone with me. I, or every call me, I say... I was so busy the other day. Busyness is the enemy of God. The way I manage my time is God. 
um, I really want to spend time with you. I think about God for every minute in my life. I never go a minute without thinking about God. I go to the practice. I'm a running practice. God, you know, you are blessed me with practice. And in practice, sometimes, just think about God. Whenever sometimes, you'll be sometimes coach is talking, you just look up and pray. Coach, you say, ask you, pay attention. I mean, yeah, pay attention. I was praying. Like, uh, my free time is God's time. All these things, I don't go to class. Like, yeah, excuse me for this, but like, uh, I go to class. If they're not teaching the right material, I think I need that. I probably just be in class, but like, I will open up my iPad, I open up something, I start reading my Bible in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I start reading the Bible in it. I start like probably like two headphones on. I start listening to sermon. If the, my, most of my class, because I'm in a calm major, because the Kentucky did not have a theology. I want to take a theology. Oh, they yeah. don't have. So like, I try not to do my best, not to become like, I love basketball so much, but basketball is not my idols. I love my coaches so much, my coaches are not my idols. God is everything for me. Think about God every time I give free times, even people, my free times, if I did not make it plans with you to do anything, even my coach would be like, you got free time. I was like, let's do this little bit. Because that time it was for something, I had something to do. What? Oh, I had a meeting. Meaning what? Who? I got me with God. Come on, man. You meet him with God. I said, I'm reading the scripture. I'm you're, te home. you're teaching the coaches. You are teaching. Yeah. All, it's um, I love it. I love it. It's like, come on, coach. Got, now, get your soul in the box. Come on, let's go. I got to my coaches. I send them my coaches Bible verses. I send them daily Bible verses. I'm going to read something God says share because I share many Bible verses with a lot of people. I share with them. Boom. You just go. Like, if you really want a God to help you, you have to make God, at the moment there in your life, you got to say God is becoming everything. Just put it God, create a time. I say, I spend that at least 12 hours with God. It's not 12 hours. You just sit like this, you're not doing anything. I'm doing all the activity. I might be working out. I'm putting my, my headphones, I'm listening to sermon. I'll be in classroom. If they're not teaching something I really need to hear, I might put my my tablet and I start reading Bible. I'm gonna put my headphones and I start listening to the scriptures. Um, like listen to sermon. Something like that he has changed my life because God is my everything. No matter I say, even God decides to take everything I have, I will be okay. The problem with people, if God decides to take a menu from you, are you gonna be okay with that? So, like uh, for me, is I'll be okay because I know. He gives and he chose to take it. And I'll stay trusting. I came to America without nothing. Now I got something. I got a car. I got something. I got little bit things I need. But guess what? I did not bring those stuff from Congo. I got this thing from here. So God gives. And if he decides to take it, I'll say, uh, glory be to your name. You give and you decide to take. So that's the kind of relationship you want. Like, just to keep in trusting Change your total time. Surrender. It's a total okay. surrender, right? It is. Yes. Here yes. I am. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's good. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. How, really Absolutely. how we should all live. And I just love that you're making such impact because we think all the time that we role model people the younger than us, but that's not true. We learn and we, we manage up too. And so we learn from older, younger, all, all the above, and you're doing it. So, well, well, tell us what would be your, just, just like a fun question, like, 15, 20 years down the road, you're retired from the NBA. What, is, what does that look like? 
of course it will change, but what does it look like? It will definitely change right now. For me right now, I'm just um, I'm listening. The my dream is to um, to travel the world and to to preach about Jesus, to speak about Jesus. People say we are rushing our time chasing the material things. Apostle Paul, no, uh, King Solomon said, chasing natural things is like chasing a wind. You will never catch wind. Chase God, chasing money, you will never catch money. The more money you make, the more problem you are bringing. All money, no problems. More <laughs> problems. Chase God, chase God. And God is so good. Whenever you become close friend with Him, because everything belongs to Him, He will give you. He can make you the richest person in the world right now just by being so friendly with Him. Abraham was the richest. All those people, uh, King Solomon, he did not ask God for money. He asked God for three things. And God, he made him the richest king in the world. Uh, uh, Job, he suffered, but God, he made him rich. So God, the only thing God wants you from you to be rich is the spiritual things, love, joy, happiness, kindness, uh, courage, confidence, uh, all those things, faith. When you grow, when you, when you God is here, you become so rich in those things. And God is going to give you natural riches, things too, because you don't, God, whenever people feast their eyes on the things they don't see, and they become so rich in those things, and God bless them with natural rich, because they know the natural rich is just temporary. My riches is in the things I don't see. I'm looking for next generation, next future. But my dream is to, to try to tell people to change their life. Renew your mind. Change the way you think about God. Believe that His day is going to help you. He's going to give anything you want. He's, he has a great purpose for your life. He wants you to be a, like me. I'm a, Navig- I'm a national player of the year. I'm not saying like that. Who made me become national player? God. Because I came to Kentucky, nobody knew I was. I'm ranking number one. I'm ranking number one in the nation. Who made me on that position? God. When I came to Kentucky, I was not ranked. Even top 100, I was not. But me, I knew it, God. Because this is one thing I tell people. When you put God first, he will make sure you don't be last in everything you do for yourself. When you put God first, he will make sure you don't be a last in everything you do for yourself because you are being so faithful. So that's why I'm going to say, my dream is to, I want to play in the NBA. I want to go in the NBA to try to tell people, like, Listen. Make so much impact. I can't wait to see it. Like you are already making yeah. impact. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful. We were connected by our dear friend Jimmy. And this is just the many of the first of many conversations. We got to get you down here to Western Kentucky. We got a plan for I, you. So I will come. I'll come stay at the house. Sure. We'll we'll have you and have a big time. Actually, our neighbors next door, they built a basketball court for their kids. So you can get out there okay. and play with all the kids and you'll be changing lives. So love it. So I, I will definitely come, and I really appreciate this. This message is going to touch many people. I just want to tell them, I am who I am. I don't work with the world. I work with God. And uh, God is like a businessman. He want to negotiate with the many. So he want to negotiate. He want to do business with many people. I like the messages. If you want to do business with God, you can come and start 
build up your relationship with them. And the good thing with God, whenever he puts you in business, whenever he's investing in you, he don't really need a bike. He just needs to see if you can really help others. That's what the world, if he gives you, he expects bike with his hands. That's the problem with the world. So come work with God. Come uh, do something with God. Do business with God. And you're going to see God is not going to need anything he's going to give you. <laughs> but it's true. So his dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. And and you Absolutely. are living proof of that. And just we're just grateful for your time and your story. And can't wait to see you continue to grow and thrive. And you've given us all the reasons to water our grass this week by spending time with God. So we just thank you for being here and we'll see you next week on Girl Water Your Grass. Thank you very much.